Welcome. We will begin in one minute. Welcome, we will begin shortly. Please bring yourself to the present moment. Allow yourself to settle. Welcome, allow yourself to settle. We will begin shortly. And I believe that we are ready to begin. Welcome everyone. If you're joining us on Zoom, please mute yourself. We are also live streaming on Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. And we're delighted to have you. I am Rabbi Chasio Oriel Steinbauer, the founding director of the Mustar, uh, the Institute for Holiness, Machon de Kedusha, Kehilat Musar the Musar community. We are based in the Galil in Israel and of course offer this free will offering all of Elul in the 10 days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur as a free will offering to the community so that we can all practice and learn and grow together. Your donations are of course welcome to support either daily or at the end of the 40 days. And today, I'm happy to say that we are being sponsored by an anonymous donor uh, that is caring and praying for Refluesh Lema, the full health and healing of Simcha Ben Lea, who is based in California. So we keep Simcha in mind and uh, we'll dedicate our practice to his full health and healing. We are delighted to have you. We are in day 23 of Elul, which means we're getting closer and closer to Rosh Hashanah. I don't know about you, but I, I start to feel it. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, I only have seven more days. <laughs> Am I ready? So that, that'll be part of my practice, of course. So uh, we're delighted to have you. We're in this, what's called 40 days Elul practice of Musar mindfulness where we engage in a short teaching and a sitting meditation together where I guide you. And we will begin with our kavana, our intention that we begin with every day. So give me one second as I share screen with you. Thank you for your patience. Let's see if I can pull it up. I don't see it, let's see. Okay, give me a thumbs up if you see the cover note, the screen. Thank you. <laughs> so this time I'm actually showing all the cover notes because why? We are in the fourth week of our Elul practice where we're really concentrating on at least one trying relationship. Someone that we have either caused suffering to in the past year or they have caused suffering to us where there's just tension. This is a not, of course, an overly traumatic relationship, but one where we just, it, it doesn't come with ease and where we really want to work on letting go of forgiveness as we move towards Rosh Hashanah and the new year. So it'll make sense as we move through these covenant, why we're including all of them. So we say to ourselves, 
before this act of self-care, which is what we're doing together in this half hour. This is something I'm doing to strengthen my own soul in order to be of benefit to others in the future. And then I'm beginning to see this practice as an act that I'm also doing for others because I want to be that type of person we all do where we take responsibility, we apologize when we need to, we let go and we forgive. This is in alignment with our values. So we want to say this is something I'm doing to strengthen my relationship to others, even those I have a difficult relationship with, so I can be a better conduit of God's good to others when they need me. And finally, we're also doing this practice to strengthen our relationship with the divine. So we say this is something I'm doing to strengthen my relationship with the creator so that I can be a better conduit of God's good to others when they need me. And with that, we're going to hold that in our practice. And I will move to our short teaching today. So as some of you may know and be aware of, it is common Jewish practice, all of Elul, to recite one of the Tehillim, one of the Psalms. And it's Psalm 27, Kaf Zayn. And if you're not used to it, we're only going to go through the first four verses, the Sukim. Um, it's very much written by someone who feels they have enemies and external ones. It almost feels like in senses. You'll see from the words. But I want us to reframe it to see that sometimes we're our own worst enemy. And we notice this in our mindful practice, our mindfulness practice, when we sit and we realize that we're being judgmental. And we're having, you know, just not kind thoughts about ourselves or even the whole process. And that, that can really be part of what's going on here. And I'm going to really interpret it as such. So we'll work through it together. And just to check, does everyone see Psalm 27? Great. You can find this on safaria.org. It's a wonderful website of many, many, if not most rabbinic texts in our tradition over the over 2,000 plus years. Um, so you have here Le David, and it says, Adonai ori ve'ishi mimi ira. Adonai me'oz chaya mimini efchad. So it says, the Lord is my light and my help. Ah, let's get rid of this. Whom shall I, whom shall I fear? And the Lord is my stronghold of my life, whom shall I dread? So it opens us up, reminding us that when we are fully present, in the present moment, able to be awakened to the good, not reacting, but responding with wise discernment, that is when we also are most alignment and can feel the divine presence. And that's when we really feel that however we experience the divine, other we, we have a very personal relationship with what I call Hashem, then we really feel the light and the help, okay? And this fear that we sometimes have, especially when we're dealing with these difficult relationships and taking responsibility, it's really internal. It's an internal struggle, one that we sometimes cling to. And that's what we're working on letting go this week together. It goes on to say, when evil men assail me to devour my flesh, 
It is they, my foes and my enemies who will stumble and fall. So now I, not many of us have external enemies like this. There are people who do have this in many places in the world and we pray, right? And we try to help in all ways. But for those of us who are not at war or not having that type of trauma or violence in our daily life with external enemies of, of the sort, it, this is really an internal thing. So it goes on to say, should an army besiege me, my heart would have no fear. Should war beset me, still I would be confident. So I see this when I, where we're in the throes of either boredom or discomfort or even denial and pushing away in our practice, that we recognize it and we accept it, we allow it. This is this kind of war, if we want to use that language from the psalm. And this is one of the most beautiful lines, number four here. It says, one thing I ask of the Lord, only that do I seek to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, to frequent God's temple. And really, if we are in that practice and in the present moment, practicing mindfulness off, off of the cushion, off wherever we practice, this is where we are. We are really at that oneness, oneness with God, oneness with others. And it is a, it is a beauty. It is part of that. So we'll just begin with those today uh, to hold and realize that even thousands and thousands of years ago, there were people struggling, whether it was with an external enemy or an internal, and really crying out to, to the Lord. And this is part of our tradition. We recite this daily, all of Elul. And so to make it our own, we find a way to read it into our lives. So with that, we are going to begin our sitting practice. And as you recall, we want, to, we want to really bring up and feel that person that we do have that difficult relationship with. And for some of us, it may even be more than one, okay? But try to limit it to focus on one, especially during the sitting practice. So if you are able, if you don't have any chronic pain or back issues, Come to a seated position where you're comfortable, but alert and upright, full of dignity. If you need to stand, please do so. Make sure you have a chair next to you. You are also welcome to lie down, eyes open, awake. For those of you who are sitting, if you feel safe, please close your eyes or lower your gaze. Allow yourself to come to stillness and at ease by bringing your attention to your breath. Allow yourself to take three deep cleansing breaths. And then allow your breath to settle the same amount of time of in-breath as out-breath. Your breath and even my voice as I'm guiding are your anchor. And what does that mean to someone new to meditation? It just means that your mind will wander. It may go to thoughts, 
it may go to sensations in the body. And the practice of mindfulness meditation is to bring it back to the breath, bring your attention back to my voice to be here in the present moment. And just to observe, to even maybe bring a smile to your face to realize this is being done with gentle curiosity. Almost a joy if you can tap into it as we recognize and allow and begin to investigate. Today, we will really practice our meditation around this difficulty with this person. Something that occurred in the past year and maybe even more than once where we've encountered this situation this circumstance that brings up emotional reactivity in us, whether it be fear or anger, hurt, even lesser impatience, irritation, frustration, some experience that you would like to practice, mindfulness, Musar mindfulness of compassion, the Mida, Rachamin. It could be a situation in the relationship itself or an actual conflict that you've had, a place of misunderstanding, one that was not done with wise acceptance and discernment. Allow yourself to recall whatever comes up for you now. It could even be something that goes on in your own behavior. From time to time, you will hear me go silent. And this is allow you to take some time in silence to practice. I will come back. you might begin to sense a common denominator being that a difficulty that keeps coming up with this person. In some way, there is some aversion, either self-aversion or to them, or maybe it is a clinging. Take some moments now to sense that difficulty and where you might have been triggered. Allow yourself to enter enough into the situation that you can sense what is going on. What is activating you? What is bothering you? You can even gently say to yourself, even maybe put your hand on your heart if you want. This is where I'm stuck. This is where my heart is closed. Whatever is predominant in your experience, whether it is emotions or feelings, we practice mindfulness of emotions. 
realizing sense experiences, sense consciousness and mental states. As we know, some common mental states can be just memory, stability, feeling tone of uh, this is pleasant, this is unpleasant. When we are in that unhealthy state, it really is at the root of greed or hatred or delusion. It gives rise to all sorts of negative mind states of emotions from worry, rigidity, agitation, a self-centeredness, an aversion, closed-mindedness. And the opposite, of course, is when we are rooted in healthy states of wisdom, love, and generosity, graciousness, modesty, and joy, insights, flexibility, adaptability, kindness among others. So as you picture this relationship, the one that you are now going to be doing your practice of teshuva, of returning, of repentance, to let go during this season of Elul, really see for yourself a sense consciousness with your eyes. Notice what's going on with your hearing. even your taste and your smell, any sensations in the body, just gently noting, is this pleasant or neutral or unpleasant? Even our mind consciousness of thinking and feeling, allow all the sense experiences And ask yourself, can I be with this? Can I stay with the practice? If you are having difficulty that is coming up, always bring yourself back to your anchor of your breath. Can we allow this experience be as it is? just making space for whatever is arising right now in our practice, instead of trying to fix it or get away from it. Simply acknowledge and give some space for what is here. Begin to notice and investigate if you sense any opening, any difference in how you are in relationship with whatever occurred between you and this other person. Are you able to see them and whatever occurred with different eyes, 
with what we call the ayin tova, giving this person the benefit of the doubt, seeing them with a good eye, being able to see that they are created in the image of God, no matter how difficult. Sense where you are right now. If there is anything that feels like it is calling for your loving attention, go ahead and allow yourself to deepen that loving attention. Offer some kindness right in this moment. What happens as you just make some gesture of kindness or understanding or compassion inwardly? Just notice the presence that is here. The difference between being stuck inside the experience and the openness and presence and care that it truly experiences and expresses the truth of who you are and this other person. That you are a soul created in the image of the divine. We will move into silent meditation for the next few minutes, lengthening the amount of time each day to allow for deeper practice. You will hear my bells when we are to join one another again. I am going to unmute now.
Allow yourself to come back to the present moment if your mind has wandered or if your attention was caught up in sensations within your body or perhaps sounds around you. Allow in the heartfelt sense that you can carry all this in your practice, in your vad, in your kahila, your community, taking refuge in the Sangha and God and our Musa Torah. Gently open your eyes when you're ready. Take your time coming back into this online world together. Thank you. Thank you for your practice, coming together, doing this together. I'll briefly share a phenomenon that happens in my household every year during Elul before Rosh Hashanah. And maybe you too have this experience. I can't really describe it other than all of us seem to want to sin. And what I mean by that is hurt one another <laughs> to cause suffering in some form and children and adults, almost as a way to engage in teshuva and to asking for forgiveness. And I'm almost wondering now, as I practice mindfulness around it, and I have been for the whole 23 days, why do we do this every year? How does how this pattern happen? And I realized that we might even not remember how we hurt someone the past year. We know that we did. You can't live under a roof altogether in a family and not cause some type of pain, suffering, even when we don't want to. And I think sometimes we forget what we've done, especially with children. I noticed it in my 10-year-old. And it's almost like she wants to engage in an act that will hurt today so that she has a reason to have that connection, that reconnection, and to say she's sorry, maybe for what she doesn't even know it for. And that might come up for you. You might notice, be noticing a lot that you have this tendency to, it might even be part of the anxiety of leading to Rosh Hashanah. But that's part of the mindfulness practice outside of this sitting meditation is to notice what's going on and to, of course, investigate it with nurturing, compassion, and loving kindness and on everyone and, and even a, a lovely sense of humor because, at least in my household, I, I have to laugh at it now because it just happens every Elul. And, you know, maybe it's part of our karma and we'll try to work out of it, but I'll let you know. I'll keep giving you updates. So thank you for listening to that. Okay, we move now to our final prayer that we always share together. <clears throat> that is practice among Jews to say every night before bed, before the Shema. And you should have that before you. 
Thank you. Thumbs up if you see it. Thank you. <laughs> My team. <laughs> I hereby forgive anyone who has angered or provoked me or sinned against me physically or financially or by failing to give me due respect or in any other matter relating to me involuntarily or willingly inadvertently or deliberately whether in word or deed let no one incur punishment because of me may i forgive may they forgive me May we open our hearts and let go of anything that we're holding on to, closing the heart, making it kaved, heavy. And with that, I honor all of you. So grateful that you come to dedicate half hour of your day to this practice and your growth, to bring God good, God's good to others you are doing. It's amazing. I'm so grateful, and we, all of us here at the Institute for Holiness, Kahilat Musar, thank you. And I look forward to seeing you, Bezrat Hashem, God willing, tomorrow at 1.30 Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so much.